and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, Lucy Bella Earl, James O'Neill, and I, Luke Cupworth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds <laughs> to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Make sure you stick around to the end of the quick fire question round, which includes some of your questions from social media. Don't forget to follow us at Educating Josh on all socials, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Guys, hello. hello. That was very exciting, oh, wasn't that it? Was flamboyant. I kind of just want to jump straight into it. So, James, could you please tell me how your poll results performed last I, week? I can indeed. I can indeed. Uh, my question was: Should families have the right to end a loved one's life? And seventy-two percent of people said yes. What's happened to your voice? I've gone really Australian. <laughs> Why? Well, Katie said on Twitter, I think I should only have the right to end the life of a family member if it has been seriously discussed with the family member in question beforehand. I don't think we really spoke about that, did we? About right. giving like pre-consent to your own death. That's a bit weird. I swear we mentioned it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the whole point of the story is that it kind of happens to them. Like people have it in place. If they had their decision in place, it'd be fine. Okay, right. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I was assuming that it was the when that hadn't happened. Well, guys, when I, if I if I'm in terminally horrible condition and you're all fed up of looking after me, just let me go. All right, I'll unplug you. You can play this to the doctor. Luke anyway, is no longer sexy. My poll, my that poll. That was a long time ago. <laughs> my poll was for the question: Was it right that a protester was able to stop the deportation of an illegal immigrant? And Twitter said sixty-seven percent yes so that's actually very conclusive whereas we were a little bit wishy-washy weren't wishy-washy we? a bit. Han said on Twitter though I agree with Lucy well done Lucy Thanks, Han. she should have been removed from the plane I think she had the right to protest but I don't think it was appropriate place to do so I'm with Han on that one alright then well I'm not with any of you and Lucy how did your poll do last week I asked if the hashtag me too movement is leaving men unable to flirt and is it and 82% of people said no on Twitter Congratulations, everyone. You are right. (laughs) Francis on Twitter said, men really need to review their way of flirting if the Me Too movement is impacting them. That's (laughs) so true. I love Francis. Sexist flirting. All right. Well, we're going to get on with the stories. And first up this week, it's my story. Josh, my story comes from the New York Times, and it is that Apple, Facebook, and YouTube remove content from Alex Jones and Infowars. Josh, here are the three things you need to know. The top technology companies erased most of the podcasts, posts, and videos on their services from Alex Jones, the internet's notorious conspiracy theorist, thrusting themselves into a debate over their role in regulating what can be said online. Mr. Jones and Infowars have used social media for years to spread dark and bizarre theories such as the Sandy Hook school shooting was a hoax and Democrats run a global child sex ring. Apple made its move on Sunday and others followed suit on Monday. However, the tech companies tightening up on the spreading of hateful misinformation has led to accusations of political bias, largely from conservatives. This comes in the same week that the New Yorker reports that Trump has made 4,229 false and misleading claims in the last six months. Josh, my question for you is, is it right to censor hateful misinformation online? 20 seconds, Josh, go. I mean, absolutely, if it's misinformation, surely, like, I mean, I'm... I get that the New Yorker has reported that Trump has made 4,229 false and misleading claims, but I guarantee you they'll be able to back every single one of those up. I don't know how much research Alex Jones does, how much, you know, is fact, how much evidence he has. Alex Jones is a curious one, isn't he? He is a little He bit. was the one that's, that suggested that the government was putting something in the water that turns frogs gay. 
turns frogs gay. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that yeah. one. Okay, because I'm quite... Video, well, there's not an album, there was a video of it. I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, but not to that degree, sure. and I've never heard of him. What? You never I've heard of never heard of Alex Jones. If you watch what? him as if it's a parody channel, it's hilarious. But is it like a, is it a YouTuber <laughs> style... There I is a YouTube video. He does have a. It did have a YouTube channel. I'm amazed that you've never seen I've this. I've never heard He's of Alex so, Jones. It's so funny. It's oh so bizarre to watch. Goodness. So I can answer this question really honestly. Okay. <laughs> However, what you said there was you said if it's misinformation, then it shouldn't be allowed to spread online. But it, I, I can you can we not? But I, have freedom it, to say what we like. Like in terms of like, could I say? Cats, not without being able gay. to be upheld for it. Like no, because I'm not. I'm, it doesn't. That's matter. an opinion. That's an opinion. Oh, okay. Well, but so so is his, I suppose. Really, no, he's it? he's saying that the government have put something in the water that makes frogs gay. Like I don't. Well, but that... we have no proof either way. In all fact, like, I'm, not, I'm not defending Alex Jones. Here. I'm not defending Alex Jones at all. But my point is, like, he that he does genuinely believe that he's not just lying. He yeah, believes I, the things he says. I mean, it depends. Yeah. I no, mean, I genuinely do believe he. Hitler. You think he absolutely believes it? Yes, I okay. really do. Hitler believed he was right. Yeah, in everything that he did, it doesn't mean he was. I, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. It depends who's censoring it. I don't agree with tech companies censoring it. But if the government isn't, then why? Why don't you agree with tech companies censoring it? Um, I do in this case actually. I, yeah. I already disagree with myself, like because it's it's if it is outright misinformation and they're using their platform, I guess, as well. Sure. It's, it's their right to... I kind of think that tech companies have more of a right to censor what they want yeah, on no. their own platform. What's interesting here, Josh, is that you have actually disarmed one of the first things that I researched was this is in no way infringing on, on, on freedom of speech, basically, because I thought that's where we might take this conversation down because the first thing that Alex Jones does is he goes, they're, they're taking away my freedom of speech. Actually, they're not because Apple, Facebook, YouTube, they're all private companies. Mm-hmm. They can choose mm-hmm. what's on their platform or absolutely. not. Absolutely, It's to do, freedom of speech is to do whether you can get arrested or not. Mm-hmm. Right. But the government could absolutely sue him for defamation. I mean, or... I don't know. <laughs> Would well, the government take him to court? I don't know. The only problem with defamation is if you, if you sue someone for defamation, you have to sue everyone for defamation. So you can't just pick, well, Alex Jones is a bit naughty. I'm just going to sue that guy. Well, maybe yeah, so right now he's example. operating in a grey area. But if they decided, they don't have to at all. They can choose to make an example of him. How would you feel about, um, for example, say Alex Jones genuinely believes this stuff. He's not lying. He's not making it up for like for political or financial gain. He does genuinely sounds believe like it. you have an opinion there, Luke. No, no, no. no I, I, my opinion is that he's, he's not making it up. He does believe it. Right. Right. And so how would you feel about, for example, Facebook taking down a Fox News who p- report on things, but it's Facebook's platform to do what they like, right? Yeah. It's misinformation. No, but if, if, if it's just a standard news company that they don't like and they just go, no. Um, I mean, it's, they can do that. I don't, it's their platform. I, like I said, it's if you decide to use it, then they can do what they want with it, really. Like, I don't... Sure. Yeah, take it down. Uh, yeah. Uh, so how about Donald Trump, then? Do you think Twitter should ban Donald Trump? If he's, if he's giving... Because there, there was a stat which I believe is right. It's 67% of the things he said in public are false claims. They are untrue. More than half of what the President of the United States says is not true. Well, I think that leads on to kind of... So have Twitter followed suit as well? No, no, uh, no. Twitter has still got Alex Jones up. Then, but um, Apple have and Facebook have. Apple's taken down the podcasts. Facebook mm-hmm. taken down his page. YouTube have taken down some videos. So why uh, does Donald Trump have a page on Facebook? Mm, yeah, I assume he probably does, but his main platform is Twitter. I think it's kind of hypocritical for Facebook not to take down Donald Trump then. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah. 
I don't know why. Why are they making an opinion of Would this it be, guy? It'd be a bigger, be a bigger. I was going to say bigger kerfuffle, but that's not that's not a word. Well, bigger no, kerfuffle <laughs> if, if they took down the president of the United States down from Facebook, rather than Alex Jones, who isn't yeah. isn't causing too much damage. I would say no. You don't think? They're turning the freaking frogs. They're turning the freaking frogs gay. Lucy, what do you think? I think. It's good they're making an example of Alex Jones, but you know, even moving away from Donald Trump, like these health people that say that special powders can cure cancer and things like that, sure. all of these people need to be targeted mm-hmm. um, and Anti-vaxxers. taken down. But the thing is, who's going to sit there and choose but and pick is, and choose who's going to go? Why is this? Why, yeah, why is Alex Jones being made an example? If so, I don't understand it, there's been so it. much media I think attention it's about it. Kindly, him and his it's claim. kind of it is a little bit well, this a bit is strange a, how it's a conspiracy theorist that is being taken down. Fair enough. <laughs> 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 I mean, okay, right. Well, I think we should probably just move on. We've kind of... We're kind of just agreeing all this yeah. time, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. No, this is a fantastic mm. thing. What a, nice, awesome. what a nice way the world would be if well, we all just agreed on everything. All right, well, on that note, we'll move on to the second story of the week. You can let us know what you think in our polls on Twitter at Educating Josh. It's time for the second story. That's Lucy's story. My headline comes from BBC News. Opt-out organ donation in place by 2020 for England. Here are the three things that you need to know, Josh. A new opt-out system for organ donation will be in place by 2020 in England, if Parliament approves Max's law. Under the plans detailed by ministers, adults will be presumed to be organ donors unless they have specifically recorded their decision not to be. More than 6,500 people in the UK need a transplant, but a shortage of donors mean that around 3,500 transplants are carried out annually. However, some argue that the proposed change implies that our bodies belong to the state as soon as we're dead and that the law is open to abuse with the possibility of death being hastened to secure an organ needed by some other patient. My question for you is, should organ donation be changed to opt out? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. I completely don't think that it should be opt out. I think if you're willing to and it's something you've thought about, you'd opt in. And Interesting. I, I do think that we should be more aware of it. It should be something that is put in front of you and you consider at sure. some point. So, you know, the same way that you sit down and uh, you go, you think about your will or and, mm-hmm. and things like that. It should be a tick that everyone has to do. Like, a, would you like to donate your organs sort of thing? Which is it part of your driving license? It at is the moment? part of your driving license. Yeah. So it's already considered. And so people are ticking notes if you want to drive. I mean, I think it should be more than just your driving license. It should be something that everyone thinks about when they hit a certain age. Sure. I could completely disagree that it should be or you're automatically in we've just changed a huge privacy law that says we have to opt in as opposed to opt out of data so like i don't sure but that's 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 a i think that's a different thing because this is about when you're dead when you're not using this at all yeah you don't really care when you're dead do you yeah i mean well this is the thing though is that a lot of people do care a lot of people do care and also this does completely disregard any religious belief yeah. that the body exists and, and continues to be needed after like it, for example in ancient Egypt they would embalm their bodies because they thought they would go into the afterlife with them and so it does completely it, it you know the prevailing view of our country is materialism is science is you're dead you're dead whatever mm-hmm. um, but it does sort of set a precedent of religion's dead and the state now controls everything and owns your body. It doesn't yeah. completely disregard it though, because you can opt out. You if can that opt is, out. If that is your yes. So at least if that is your belief. Yeah. You can. You still have the option to say yeah. no. I'd like to keep my body intact. Thank you very I much. I think it's made easy enough for people, and it just would. It breaks my heart. I just think it's going to be. It's going to make organs more available in the end. Ultimately, absolutely. And otherwise, these organs are potentially going to waste. 
and there will exactly. be people who are dying because of the lack of so, donations so there's available. people that have died that have but they go to family members they go to their next of kin and they ask so I don't understand well, that what... only works at kidneys and possibly liver things you don't really you can survive with one of or... y- yeah you can't go to your no I mean with someone oh, who hasn't said yes or no they go to the next of kin, don't they? They go to the sure. family member mm-hmm. and they sure. ask, which I think is an absolutely fine thing. But does system. the family member have any right to... Like, why does the family member have any right to your body any more than, the, than anyone who needs it does? Well, because they've known that person for a long time and would kind of know which way they would be leaning towards, I think, more than anything. I don't know. I just... I guess that the other side of it, which is the side that gets me, is that if you care enough, just opt out. If you care enough about it, you can just opt out. I just disagree that... By de- by a default, the government own my body and have the so right the to decide is, what to do with it. But I think what that's if just... what if my kidney? I, I I do not want to. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's hypothetical. But if it goes into a serial killer or, or something like that, or someone that I don't know. I guess that's kind. I of... I mean, that is a risk. That's I think it could be a very small one. However, it's a silly point. I do thing... I do realize that. <laughs> yeah. The thing that's really grinding my gears at the moment is well, I saw an interview with Stacey Solomon the other day, and she said that she's not on the organ donors list mm-hmm. at the time of filming. I think it was back in February. Um, she said she was you know had an issue with going on the list, but when she was asked if she would accept an organ, she said yes because she would want to survive. Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? Well, firstly, is that right to say on like daytime TV? Because you're going to get a bit of backlash. Um, uh, I don't think that's right. I think if you're prepared to receive I, an organ in in a, in a in a scenario where it's opt out, in a scenario where it's opt out, I think it's completely immoral to opt out but then still be allowed to receive an organ. Yes, opt in is different because mm. you might have missed the the memo. That's where it gets very scary. I don't. I don't way. agree. If you opt out, you should forego your right to receive a transplant. I agree with that, but I think if you're suddenly on the table and on the ta- on the operating table, you need a transplant. If you are accepting one, you should be forced to then. You should be then forced to, to opt in. To opt in. Oh, this is getting into scary territory. I, I think that's right. For me, though, that's, that's very right. easy Organ morals. Currency. <laughs> yeah, that's very easy morals. As you know, as I don't I'm think concerned. the world is eye for an eye, but I think in yeah, this yeah. case, it has to be it because there's such a lack of, of donations available. Mm-hmm. Well, I, actually, to be fair, I thought it was worse than half. Like that's amazing. It's over I thought it was half. worse, but it's still pretty bad. Like it's still three thousand below. Yeah. At, like what, yeah, one in two people. people with organ failure die. Well, they're not saying that saying that that's how many they fulfill a year so it's like i'm not actually sure on the numbers of people so that die a, to give you a hypothetical situation right hit me um, i love a good hypothetical situation <laughs> love a good hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> i know you don't so i just thought i'd bring one in so for, say for example um you know you, uh, someone's decided to opt out of organ donation or someone's doesn't want organ donation because of their religion but they're right. dead now right mm-hmm. and a child is on the operating table and mm-hmm. is going to die through no fault of their own and you could have taken this, this this organ that's otherwise going to just be burnt or put in the floor to rot away that could have been used to save their life is there not some greater good in sort of just taking that and and getting on with it because it, if that person's belief and they have religious beliefs or anything like that because what if you're wrong I, I i agree with science but what if you are wrong and you've stopped that person going to wherever they thought they were going or we we can't say a hundred percent. It's horrible, that, isn't that it? We are, yeah. Can it's you imagine? Hypotheticals. It's all. Yeah. I just I don't know. It's it's kind of. I, yeah, that is a horrible scenario. Um, I don't know. Maybe they could change it in a sense that they could they can match people and 
plead or did you know what I mean it's like which they do at the moment they do kind of how about if you if I put a different uh, how about if I put a different option to you which is that we find out I don't have this statistic in front of me right now but we found out if the country is is more towards organ donation or more towards not organ donation and the default is set based on which half of the country wins and then you can still make the choice of opt in or opt out against that average but if the average amount of the country like 50% of the country go I want my my organs to be given away then the default should be what the majority thinks right and then they still have the choice we're not we're not saying the government does own your body we're just saying we're going to assume that you're with the with the majority who's voting on it everyone oh yeah I'm not going to be arrogant enough to assume that my opinion is more important than the majority opinion of people in the world or in the UK like yeah, I'd agree. I, I would I would go along with that. I'd kind of be forced to because <laughs> I yeah. do I do take issue with <laughs> the fact the that this is an idea that the government owns your body because it's not the government owning your body. It's people who need it's organs. Kind of I think redistribution that's media, media yeah. jargon there. Redistribution that's of your organs when you're not okay. What about what about taking them away and giving them to hamsters? Um. So in general, then I know we don't all agree on the opt out, but we can agree that we do think it should be an eye for an eye, so, so to speak, with the donation. If you've opted out. In an opt-out world. Yeah. In an opt-out world, yes. <laughs> All right, terrifying. Well, you can let us know what you think on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It's time for the last story of the week. That is James's story. Josh, my story comes from The Independent. Labour set to include pilot of radical basic income policy in next manifesto, John McDonnell says. Josh, these are the three things you need to know. Whilst it can differ in a variety of ways, the idea behind a universal basic income is a periodic cash payment unconditionally delivered to all on an individual basis, without means test or work requirement. Finland, Canada, Kenya, the Netherlands, and Uganda have experimented with the radical policy, with advocates arguing it could remove any stigma involved in the current benefit system. According to a poll, just 17% of individuals were opposed to the idea of a basic income experiment, while 41% expressed support. Of course they did, it's money for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> However, critics say that whilst everyone would like to live in a society where no one wanted for anything and everyone was provided for, we live in a society of individuals with individual aspirations and goals. Pretending that we can centrally plan a welfare system with so many distinct wants and needs is unrealistic and unattainable. My question to you is, should we scrap benefits in favour of a universal basic income? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. I think you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> this is like a joke. Absolutely not. And I couldn't disagree with this more. Like how only 17% of people disagreed with this is ridiculous. So what's your basis for disagreeing with it? Well, it, I, I, So basically to shut up the people that don't understand what benefits does. And so people stop moaning about it. We're going to give everyone, including the extremely wealthy, more money, which means everyone on average gets less. And everyone pays more taxes. And everyone pays more. It's absolutely ridiculous. I think people need to get over the benefit stigma and realise that it props up an entire country. I mean, so few people. I went to, I met my father for the first time three years and he lives in Brazil. Brazil doesn't have a benefit system. There are people living in favelas and in the slums that have no way of feeding their children when they don't have a job. And so, of course, they're going to go out and cause crime and rob and steal to feed their children. Like, that crime makes sense. So the, a benefit system is so vital. Um, and I just think that this is disgusting. It's a p it's going to reduce the amount of money a mother with five children gets that that is disabled and has no means of working just to appease some absolute toffs. And that is my opinion. But what do you, what do you think? <laughs> Rant <laughs> over. 
I, no, no, the fact that they're toffs, like that's an opinion. <laughs> I need to state that. I completely agree with you. In Finland, they did a, or they, I think they're still doing a pilot. They chose 2,000 unemployed people at random and gave them, I think it was just over 500 euros equivalent. It, w- yeah. it wasn't enough to properly live on. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems to have failed. It seems to have failed. That's what I found in my further research. I f- first, I watched a video about universal basic income and it made it sound very fair. Oh, this it made is- it sound very fair. And um, I think Lucy, I think Lucy's yeah. watched the video as well, <laughs> where it bigs it up and it makes it sound like, oh, you can include welfare and benefits as well into, mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've researched further into it and every time they've trialed it or experimented with it in other countries, mm-hmm. they, it just fails and flops mm-hmm. because it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, they just say it's it's unsustainable. I just I, 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 I just I could not disagree with this more. Just the, the mere fact that if you taxed Amazon correctly, would pay for every single cent of that. <laughs> the fact that they are wasting government time to even think of and trial this rubbish is a, it's a waste of time and it's it's a joke. Oh, yeah. I just I can't get over the fact that we're wasting time talking about this. So one of and the, proposing this. The, yes. Okay. Well, the one one of the reasons this is an is an idea is is more to do with it's it, think of a future where the majority of easy work um or, sorry, I say easy work. The majority of um repetitive work mm-hmm. um is done by robots and done by artificial intelligence that mm-hmm. is then privately owned mm-hmm. as not owned by the government. Mm-hmm. It's more about seeing a world in which there are less and less jobs and how we keep the population alive and eating. Mm-hmm. And so it's not so much about... I mean, I think changes would come into place in that kind of a future whereby it makes power extremely cheap, if not free. Power will become free eventually, hopefully. You know, companies that provide power at the moment are clinging on to an unrealistic idea that they're going to be able to charge for it forever. That is going to disappear soon. Not soon, I don't know how soon, but do you know what I mean? It's unrealistic that that isn't going to disappear as science advances. So you can't base a benefit system on something that is so distant. And I just, let me put it this way. Luke, how would you feel if I handed you the same amount that my disabled mother got every month whilst you were earning on top of it, and that was all she had to live on? Do you think that's fair? No, I don't think that's fair, but that's not what this but is But also suggesting. that you were... You, you could have a universal basic income and still have extra benefits for somebody with a disability. That is possible. It's more about just making sure everyone has the minimum amount to be above the poverty line. And then if someone has an extenuating circumstance, like a disability, that, they can have extra that's, money. That's national minimum wage. That's, that, that's the job of national minimum wage to make sure everyone's above the poverty line. That's inflation. That's other issues that shouldn't be a, shouldn't have to supplement people that are working. If you're having to supplement people that have a job and are working, then there's a different problem. It's not the fact that there's a lack of benefits. Yeah, I think the issue that some people have is that if you were, say, earning a thousand a month in benefits, or mm-hmm. receiving, not earning, receiving a thousand months a month in benefits, um, but then a job that you could get pays one thousand two hundred, but that's over the tax bracket, so you that you then take off you then be take off. worse off by doing travel and everything. You could, up, you could end up with less than a thousand. There is there is a grey area, and I completely agree with what you're saying. There, there is a grey area that exists where there's this little line where mm-hmm. sometimes it's actually more beneficial to stay on benefits than yeah. it is Basically, to... Yeah, it, it traps you in the... In the and I, and it, I completely appreciate that, but I think losing that money is worth having a benefit no, system, in my opinion. I'm saying that universal basic income would encourage that sort of behaviour. Why would I, you know, work 40 hours a week? Well, I don't think that's necessarily true because it, universal basic income is generally put forward to be just above the poverty line. It's not about living a nice Which life. Which is high in the UK. 
Mm -hmm. You have to earn a lot of money to be above the poverty line. No, my mum lives off a l very little money. Very, very, very. But the poverty line money. is that's still a lot to live above the poverty line. I think it's like one thousand or something. I mean, I think there's a very that you cannot live above the poverty. You're very, very much on on the poverty line when you are on benefits and benefits alone. See, that's what I'm saying though. For everyone to live above the poverty line in the UK, a lot of money would be needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they estimated it was going to cost like 280 billion a year for everyone to receive um, universal basic income. It's it just cost 280 billion. It genuinely, I think you've heard how much it annoys me that this is even a thing. I mm -hmm. just, I just say good luck, Labour, if they are thinking of going like this. <laughs> yeah, and I normally agree with Labour so much, and this is just so lefty. This is just gross laborism at its worst, trying to look like they're doing something. Yeah, I guarantee you, they they know this will fail. They know it's a joke. They know it'll fail. They just want to look to, to... It's their way of staying left, but attracting conservatives. It sounds idyllic. Everyone gets to be middle class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's idealistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I actually quite like it, but we've run, <laughs> we've run out of time. So you can let us know what you think on Twitter in our polls at EducatingJosh. It's time for the quickfire round. Josh, researchers believe that we're about to cross the threshold to create a, quote, hot house earth. At what point does a heat wave stop being a novelty and start becoming a more severe warning for climate change? I think the second that the majority of educated scientists start saying it is. Just a long time ago. <laughs> yes, a very long time ago. <laughs> All right, then. Movie star Steven Seagal has been appointed Russian envoy to the US to, quote, contribute to the further development of Russian-American relations in the humanitarian sphere. What? Is it a good idea? Is it a good idea? Uh, no, he's an action movie star <laughs> who has probably killed quite a few Russians in yeah, his movies. Yes, but Donald Trump was just a TV guy, Josh. This is the world we live in now. You're, you're, did, you're pro Trump. Jesus. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Parents in the US are paying private tutors as much as $50 an hour to help their children get better at playing popular video game Fortnite because, quote, if they're not good, they get bullied in the playground. They get bullied. This is why I really like natural selection. <laughs> <laughs> and our good news story for the week, Josh, US wildlife and fisheries studies student has posed with an alligator for her graduation photos that she says is one of her best friends. Oh. She's, she's still alive. Yeah, yeah, she's still alive. Oh, great. Yeah, She, like, works with the alligator. It's like her friend, and they <laughs> pose together. It's so cute. Oh, it's lovely. Really oh. <laughs> was, was the alligator smiling? Sounds a bit fishy. I don't James. think animators can smile, James. I'm I sorry. I need to find the spirit. Sorry to burst your bubble <laughs> No, no, alligators always smile. That's why it's called an alligator smile. What's called a... What? Is that Didn't a thing? Mind. Let's All right. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh. Where there'll be polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd also love for you to send in more questions for next week's quickfire round. Please subscribe, and most importantly, leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio Seventy One production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.